you're listening to Unsexy America. I'm your host, SC, and this week we are doing episode two of Jingle Hell, but I have Chelsea this week. Hey, everybody. (laughs) All right, so Chelsea, what have you been up to? I couldn't get you last week. Oh my God, it's just been so crazy. I have to say, this has probably been the best holiday season I've had in my entire life. Um, I went on vacation to Universal with my boyfriend and that was a lot of fun and I drank like 12 times my body weight in liquor (laughs) (laughs) that's not an exaggeration um I really did I drank a bottle of scotch on the way to Orlando and a bottle of rum on the way back just to put that perspective (laughs) and like like sorry not to interrupt you but just so people have perspective here driving from where you are to Orlando is like what three hours four hours It's it's three hours so a whole bottle an entire bottle of johnny walker white walker because i'm a big game of thrones fan so i had to buy it and drink the whole thing so there was a lot of drinking in between while we were actually in orlando and we dressed up like the characters from harry potter and uh, (laughs) like the the robes and everything so that was a lot of fun. It was a really great trip. And um, just the days that I've been home on vacation from the bar, I've just been out partying with my friends and hanging out with my family. And it's been really great. <laughs> so how's the bar been? Have you guys, like, I would only imagine how many people you have coming and drinking over the holidays. That's the fantastic thing about the holiday season is that it allows us to make a lot more money because everybody's in the Christmas spirit. But at the same time, you, you get those people who are in the angry Christmas spirit. And I've gotten both for sure in full force. Um, This is a fun story. So I think it was last week. It was right before I went on vacation, actually. And this guy came in and he was kind of eccentric, but he came in with two of my regulars or so I had thought. Um, I found out later on that he actually, they didn't know him at all. But the guy was just saying how he was a bar developer and like the more intoxicated he got, the more um, intense he got with this whole concept of being a bar developer and like kept asking me like where is the owner of the bar I want to buy this bar I want you to be the manager you're so great and was tipping me hundreds of dollars like buying everyone in the bar drinks like random people shots and then like he would cash out a couple times and tip me like a hundred dollars two hundred dollars three hundred dollars like the guy ended up tipping me five hundred dollars total and he probably spent like two hundred But he got to be really annoying and he was walking around the bar talking to everybody. And um, there was one guy, the guy, he asked him if he could have some of his pretzel because we sell pretzels at the bar. And the guy was like, no. So the gentleman came up to me and he goes, I want you to buy everyone in the bar a pretzel except for this guy. And I'm like, (laughs) at that point, at that point, he had already had like bought so many drinks and like had so many himself that I was like you know what no that's enough but he was quite a character and the people that he was sitting with originally um there was a a redheaded guy and who he kept buying drinks for throughout the night and I was very busy very very busy I had a full bar that night and um he had to wait maybe like five minutes for his drinks because I'm like running around the bar full circle and I'm, I'm the only bartender there so he, I go over and I'm about to make his drink and he's like, you stupid bitch, you're the worst fucking bartender I've ever seen. Do you know, like cussing me out, like 
to an extent that has never really happened in my 10 years of being a bartender. I've really not had someone disrespect me at this level. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, you think I'm the worst bartender ever? You can just leave. And like, instead of just leaving, like continue to like scream at me. And I'm like, no, really, you need to go. Like, please get this out. This is the I'm same guy. So just to clarify, this is the same guy that gave you like $500 in tips? No, this is the guy that he was, um, one of the guys that he was buying drinks for all night. So this oh. guy had been drinking. Yeah, this guy had been drinking for free the whole night. So he decides to go over to my boss and tell him that I'm the worst fucking bartender on earth and I should get fired immediately. And my boss is just like, listen, like we have a full bar, like please relax. So then he goes outside and continues to talk shit about me to every single one of my customers, like saying the most derogatory things about me. And everyone's just like, what is wrong with you? So that was one of my nights. And I would love to hear a story from you because this story carries on. There's, there's two and a half parts to this story. Oh, okay. So that was end of part one. I'm fascinated, but okay. I have, I have a story. This is just a little story. Um, and this was submitted by Jess C six. I don't know who that is, but good, good luck on this story. Um, it is when I was 22, my friends and I were in this super cheesy club in St. Louis funny because I used to live there. <laughs> I excused myself just past midnight to use the restroom. Before I started my hover squat, I placed my phone on the back of the toilet. Afterwards, I went to grab from my phone. I slipped in something wet and came crashing down, headbutting the toilet and breaking my nose. The matronly oh bath... <laughs> the matronly bathroom attendant wouldn't let me leave until the bleeding stopped and to make matter wor- matters worse, my friends assumed I went home with someone else and left me there. oh my god that's so bad could you i can't even imagine what it feels like to break your nose but it's not terrible it's not cool i broke my nose in a car accident um probably like six years ago it's not fun it's not a fun thing why do we have these like trending stories about shitty friends i don't know maybe we yeah i guess there's like a hashtag my friends don't suck because right? I literally have, I have like two friends, three friends. <laughs> I'm lucky I, enough to say I have a handful of friends and they're all fantastic. Yeah, that's good. Like way to go for good friends, people that don't leave you there. That's always been like a motto for me is, you know, you never leave anyone behind at a bar. I don't know what happens to people being like, oh, I guess they just went home. It's like, why didn't they just call? I don't know. When I first read that, I thought that it was like, oh, I dropped my phone in the toilet. Do you know about that dropping your phone in the toilet fear? Um, no, because I avoid it heavily. Like, I'm pretty good about that. I think That's I have happening. a serious... <laughs> I have a serious phobia about that. Like, with my phone, thank God it's waterproof, though. But I've thought about this in depth. Like, what happens if you drop it and you just peed in the toilet or something? <laughs> like, do you, do you have to pick it out? Like, can it maybe flush? Like... I couldn't even imagine having to go in after it. I don't know. How much is an iPhone worth? Like $700? Is your dignity worth $700? That's what I compare uh, it to. I think I've sold it for less. But <laughs> right? I was say, I'm, not sure that, I'm not sure that I wouldn't get it out. I mean, this iPhone's pretty expensive. 
<laughs> I, I would be like, I don't know what happened to my phone. It's just wet. Can I please replace it? Here's a Ziploc bag. <laughs> oh, no. It would have to be replaced immediately for sanitary purposes. But at least you could return it and be like, hey, can you at least clean my phone up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So are we going to hear more of that story? Can I hear yeah, more? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm dying to hear it. So a week later, this guy comes back in. Um, and he was playing poker with the guys and he actually came up to me and apologized to me and I was like, listen, it's fine. You know, everybody has bad days or bad reactions to alcohol. You know, I'm not, I'm not that, you know, I'm a, I'm a human. I get it. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. And this guy is drinking. This is what he drinks. A full shot of Smirnoff and a full shot of Bailey's on the rocks. So not only is he a grandmother in disguise, but <laughs> he also chooses to drink like a that's a pretty decent um, price drink right there. So he's playing poker with everyone. He's fine. He's not being rude. He's totally normal. Until he gets his bill. And he looks at his bill. And the, I guess he comes in during happy hour during the day more often. Loses his mind. And it wasn't even like a, <laughs> it wasn't even like a gradual anger. It was looking at his bill, pulling out his card, and literally like flipped the script on me started freaking out he's like are you fucking kidding me like he looks at his bill reads the price has like a few words with me and then all of a sudden are you fucking kidding me everybody all the other fucking bartenders here charge me 550 for it you're charging me 10 this is a ripoff you're overcharging me and i'm like sir i'm only charging you for what i'm pouring he goes the other bartenders give me just as much and they don't charge me this much and blah blah, blah. and i come here during happy hour and i'm like oh like during half price drink time yeah, imagine that. But he he even said it to himself out loud, knowing the, that he comes during happy hour, but that didn't stop him. He continued to tell me that I'm the worst bartender on earth and he's going to have my job. And he said, like, I've been coming in this bar before you've been in your mother's room. He said room. I'm like, <laughs> what? So, and then he's like, fine, I'll pay this time, but I'm not going to tip you. And I'm like, that's fine. He's like, I'll never come here in your shift again. And I was like, please don't. <laughs> like, please don't. I've, I've pretty well had it with you. But like, he just won't stop. And I, I was very calm during the situation. Like, I don't like being insulted. Like, you know me. Like, I don't take disrespect very well. But clearly this man is deranged. So I was just trying to keep my cool as much as possible. I'm like, that's fine. I'm the worst bartender ever. Like, you're entitled to your opinion. Just please leave. So he's like, I'm leaving. So what was other people, like, what do observers do when they see this Everyone's guy? just, like, mind blown, just like I was. We're all like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? So he goes outside and he gets in some lady's face and starts talking shit to her about me. And the lady's just like, whoa, dude, like, maybe if we go back in and talk to her, like, she'll give you a discount. And he just wasn't having it. Like, the guy's a complete lunatic. So I call my boss and that guy's banned from the bar. But the next day I went to the Tipperary, you know, it's my favorite breakfast place. Went to the <laughs> Tipperary with my girlfriend um, before we went down to Key Largo. And so the Tipperary, um, you walk in and it's like a very straight bar and there's a back door, like a back patio area and they have the back door propped open and you can see through the back. So I'm sitting at the, the part of the bar where I can see directly out the back door and I see this guy. No. With one of, yes, with one of my ex-boyfriend's friends breaking up Coke and clear sight of the, into the entire bar. And I'm like, 
this is real life. This guy is truly a piece of shit. <laughs> They're standing around breaking up a baggie of Coke, like, like, I don't even know, with quarters or whatever they were doing in their hands. With quarters? But my, my, I, yeah, like, I don't know what they were doing, but like, you could tell that's what they were doing. My girlfriend was like, are they breaking up cocaine? Oh my God, they are. So I'm like, no way. We told the bartender and this little weasel, he's the first one to go run off and hide in a corner. But thankfully I, I won't have him in my bar any longer. And I was happy to tell my boss about it the next time I saw him. I'm like, hey, remember that guy? He's cooking. Oh so. my gosh. So what did they do at the tip? Because I used to go there all the time when I lived there. What did they do to him? Like, what did the bartender she, there say? She just went out and yelled at him. She's like, if you pieces of shit are going to do this, at least do it out of plain sight of my customers. Yeah. Oh my you know, God. Drugs are we're in South Florida. Drugs are pretty prevalent everywhere. <laughs> I'm happy enough to say that I don't partake in any sort of drug. So I, it doesn't bother me. You know, if you want to be a loser, that's fine. Yeah, I agree with Not that. Not problem. So that's it? The guy, the, what's his name? What can we call him? I just call him the redhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty basic when it comes to my nicknames. I'm just like the redheaded guy. The crazy redhead guy. <laughs> Have you no, seen him no, again? No, no, I've been on vacation since then. Um, I hope to never see him again, but something tells me that this won't be the last time. I'm really excited. Can we get him on the podcast? Oh my God. He would probably be happy to get on here and tell everybody that I'm the worst bartender in the world. He'd be like, no one should get- Chelsea is terrible. This girl charged me $10 for a $5 drink. <laughs> That's That was my whole argument. I'm like- Listen, I don't care what the other bartenders are charging you. Like, I'm charging you what I'm pouring you. I can't speak for anybody else. <laughs> That's great. That's actually really funny because here, like, you know, I live in California now. You can't get a drink for less than $10. Um, yesterday was my, like, one year since I met my boyfriend. And he was, like, wanting to take me to a nice dinner. And I was like, oh, let's just go to, you know, Applebee's. Because it's been a long-standing joke. I've never been to Applebee's. What? Yeah, dude. I've Why never, would you pick Applebee's? I've never been to an Applebee's before, and I just wanted to go. And we joked about it so much to the point that we like put it on this pedestal. And I'm like, well, it's our like one year anniversary since we met. We might as well go to Applebee's. And we went. And I'll tell you what. For if that guy really wants to cheat for, or drink for cheap, Applebee's has one dollar cocktails. Seriously. That's because garbage people go to Applebee's. <laughs> I, I loved it. Oh my gosh. I ordered a bottle of wine and it was $17. And I'm like for the whole bottle. And I thought I was going to get like a little mini bottle or something. It was a whole bottle of wine. $17. <laughs> I feel like they would give you a liter of wine for $17 at Applebee's. Oh, like it a was really great. cheap kind. It was great. I've decided that for the rest of my life, anytime something big happens, I'm going to Applebee's to celebrate. Like, when Unsexy gets big, Chelsea, I'm taking you to Applebee's. We're going to go. As long as I can get a liter of wine for $17, I'm in. <laughs> I love it. So, what's your what's your next story? Uh, I always have stories. You know this. Um, and this one is actually a Christmas story from my past. It's a great Christmas story. Um, so, one of my... Enga- I have to say one of my engagements, because I've been engaged so many times. So sad. Um... One of my engagements was to a, a wealthier family, and I believe I brought this up in the past, um, the fiancé that didn't know how to pay his own electric bill. 
<laughs> we had Christmas dinner um, with his family, and rich people really enjoy nice wine, as do I. So, um, his, <laughs> not me. His father. <laughs> yeah, right. I know you do. Um, his father and I decided to get someone intoxicated on wine at the Christmas dinner. And um, we had dinner pretty early in the afternoon, so we had some time to kill. And um, we decided to go over to the field that was next to his parents' mansion and play with crossbows. So by the time we got over there, we were pretty intoxicated. Um, his father had actually like taken a glass of wine from me out of my hand and chugged it at one point, and then decided that he was going to teach me uh, quite physically how to use a crossbow. Like, it would not. Like, so he had his arms wrapped around me, and he's, like, super close to me, making our entire family so uncomfortable, completely shit-faced, showing me how to use this crossbow. And this went on for, like, a good 20 minutes. So I'm already like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. Like, his father is hitting on me. And I absolutely loved his dad to death. Like, so it wasn't that bad. But his dad, after that, proceeded to decide he wanted to go paddleboarding in the, um, the canals and the current was pretty solid. So this drunk man gets on a paddleboard and tries to go paddleboarding in the intercoastal type area and falls off the paddleboard. So the entire family had to jump on one of the smaller boats to go rescue him. And he <laughs> lost a $40,000 Rolex in the process. Oh my God. And yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And then they they had to put him to bed when he got back. <laughs> That's amazing. It was great. It was a really fun Christmas. <laughs> All of my holidays with that family were like super awkward and like kind of just ridiculous. Like some sort of odd thing would happen. So I am very happy to say that my my Christmas this year was extremely normal and a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, same. I had so much fun for Christmas. Did the Christmas tree thing, went to church. It was awesome. But my favorite thing that I have to tell you about, since, you know, like I told you, my boyfriend's family, um, he's part Japanese. And so I was just like sitting there. This is actually my final story, but I was sitting there looking up Japanese traditions. And I have you heard of this? Okay, get ready for this. Prepare yourself. It is called Christmas in Kentucky. No, Kentucky Christmas. I'm sorry. It's called Kentucky Christmas. Have you heard of that? Is it where they get Kentucky fried chicken for dinner? Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> I have. You know, I've, I've studied Japanese culture and the language itself pretty much my entire life. So if there's something Japanese, I probably know about it. Oh, my gosh. But did you know the story about that? Apparently, this guy, he... um was just like a store manager or something of the first KFC. This was in like the 70s in Japan. He was super, super poor. He was sleeping on, um, I forget what bags. He was sleeping on like flower bags in the back of the first KFC in Japan. And he ended up doing something with the local school or whatever. And he was like, look, I'll do your event if you let me bring in KFC. And since he came dressed like Santa Claus and carrying KFC, um, they were like, oh, it's... <laughs> Is this an American tradition? And he's just like, yeah, all the Americans eat, you know, KFC for Christmas. That's just what they do. They don't eat turkey or ham. They eat KFC. And so that just kind of caught on and turned into where Colonel Sanders is dressed like Santa Claus. 
and you know the red and white of KFC makes it a Christmas thing and buckets are ordered weeks in advance for Christmas. You're I had kidding no, me. No, I had no idea. So this Christmas I was like, guys, why aren't we getting KFC? And they were just like, no, we're not doing that. That's hilarious. Yeah, but it's actually been in the news recently because the guy regrets it. Now he's, you know, older and made a shit ton of money for KFC. But he's just like, yeah, I really regret, you know, lying about this because now a whole entire country believes that this is a Christmas tradition and it's not. <laughs> it was completely built on a lie. Yeah, Japanese people are um, very fascinated with American culture, which is strange to me because I think Japanese culture is so much cooler. It is. It's totally cooler. I mean, we don't have like mochi or anything here. We're just kind of... Oh my God, I love mochi so much. Uh, I actually <laughs> made um, onigiri last night for dinner. I don't know other that things, is. but <laughs> Onigiri is a rice ball and I have like my own little recipe for it. Um, technically, it's called yaki onigiri because I fry it. But I ha- it's good. I'll make it for you sometime. Yeah. Do you have any more stories for us? I do actually have one more. And this is a listener story um, from someone very close to me. And I'm not going to sound like this because the story is so ridiculous. So a friend of mine is completely hammered on Christmas night, like out clubbing. And I believe this actually happened in California. Um <laughs> So he calls an Uber and his Uber driver is Santa Claus. So he's already like, oh my God, yes, Santa's <laughs> real. This is amazing. So he had picked up a girl um, while he was out clubbing. So they got in the Uber together and they're going back to her house. And <laughs> so they, they're in her room and her roommates were like, what the fuck is going on? But anyways, so they go into her room and turns out that she has this crazy foot fetish. So he's like in bed, like waiting to get a blowjob, and she starts sucking on his toes. What? <laughs> yes, yes. Were and I forget? I would. I would hope so. I mean, really though, I feel like people with foot fetishes don't give a shit either way. Yeah, like they really just don't care. And I feel like there is more to the story, but I was so focused on the fact that he randomly picked up a girl who had a major foot fetish. <laughs> and oh needless to say, yeah. So she, she, I guess they had met when she just moved to Cali from Brazil. And needless to say, you know they're still friends on the internet, and um, she's not looking so hot. California did not do her any favors. <laughs> So that's kind of my my end-all Christmas story. (laughs) I mean, did he like it, though? That's the question. He's a bit of a freak, so I'm pretty sure anything that's a little strange he likes. But no, (laughs) honestly, he did did tell me. He's like, I got to tell you, I'm not really into the foot thing. But she was so hot, he just let it happen. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, thank you guys for listening. This is part two of jingle hell with chelsea carter and chelsea where can people find you you can catch me on instagram at at unsexy chelsea and if you have any good listener stories you can send them send them to me at unsexy chelsea at unsexyamerica.com is it is it unsexy chelsea no it's chelsea <laughs> is it oh we're gonna have to re-record that no 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 it's Leave fine it. guys it's chelsea at unsexyamerica.com or you could just go oh, yeah. on 
you could go into unsexyamerica.com and just send us an email through there if you want to make it super easy. And by the way, we are on Apple Podcasts now, so make sure you subscribe. Yay. Happy holidays. Bye, guys. <laughs>